business and booze. Do I have your attention now? In today's episode, we're challenging norms, breaking stigmas, and exploring the undeniable rise of sobriety in professional settings. You're smart, you're motivated. You wanna do something big. You're on the verge of being a young boss and we're gonna help you get there. I'm your host, Isabel Garino, and welcome to the Young Boss Podcast, where youth is your power. From navigating stereotypes to embracing the wave of the sober curious and integrating inclusive networking and company culture events, we've got it all covered. Discover how choosing sobriety can become your secret weapon for clarity, connection, and peak performance. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or just starting out, tune in as we aim to redefine the realms of networking and company culture and prove that success and sobriety can indeed mix. You know, it's fascinating and a bit disconcerting how alcohol has woven itself into the fabric of our professional lives. If you own a business and don't drink, does that make you stand out? Are you perceived as someone who can't hang or maybe is boring or maybe as someone who's overly concerned about their business or their reputation? It's a legitimate concern for many. And I know that some of you listening may have felt this way. Alcohol is a pillar in our social interactions here in America and even more so in business. How many times have you been asked to a corporate happy hour or been asked to meet over drinks? Probably too many times to count, right? But what happened to coffee shops or daytime meetings, right? What's the difference between meeting in a coffee shop versus a bar? I know for me, until I was pregnant, I definitely preferred to meet at happy hour. And now my, you know, my adjustments have been made, but there's definitely an exception of drinking in business. And yet it's completely commendable to have a sober business experience too. They say drunk minds speak sober thoughts, but if that's the case, then honestly, I don't wanna work with you because I need people to be themselves completely upfront and honest with me without needing a vodka soda to say something. However, it's often the sober people that get the odd looks. You know, people might assume that you're boring, you're too serious, you can't loosen up. And for some, that's a turnoff. In certain in corporate cultures or businesses, people may not want to hang out with you because you're choosing a life of sobriety. And whether your choice is for health or maybe potential addiction priorities, that can definitely change how you interact both professionally and personally. And this brings us to the perception of non-drinkers in business, the stereotypes and the misconceptions. Are you considered boring? Are you overly serious just for not partaking? There can be a real impact on socializing with colleagues or clients outside of work. You might find yourself being left out during those crucial networking opportunities. Maybe there's whispers or assumptions about why you're not drinking, and it can be a tricky landscape to navigate. As dynamics change, your friends or your colleagues might be a part of that equation. And sometimes sobriety lead to others wanting to spend less time with you. What about the trust factor? Do you need to drink to show your true self? You know, that's a big one in business. Trust is everything. And are we saying that we need alcohol to break down those walls and establish trust? Or is it possible that we can build genuine social relationships without the need for a drink in our hand? 
I know in many businesses, it really revolves around networking and company culture is all about the company culture outside of work, right? It's all about what happens at happy hour, not what happens in work. And showing up hungover and relating over those different things is a constant conversation in the day-to-day workplace. And if you are sober, you can't really engage in those conversations because that's not you. You're not showing up, you know, feeling shitty, right? You're showing up fresh and ready to go. And so sometimes it's hard to make those connections because you didn't go to the happy hour and you don't have anything to talk about on Monday with them about your partying or whatever, but it doesn't have to be the only thing that connects you. And if that's what you as a young boss are building your company culture off of, a drunk or hungover mindset, maybe it's time to reconsider. I believe it's about breaking the stigma, challenging the norms, and showing that sobriety in business isn't just possible, it can actually be a superpower. We're gonna briefly shift gears a bit to talk about a trend that's really gaining momentum, the rise of the non-alcoholic drinks in social settings. You know, we're seeing innovations in the mocktail space like never before. Bartenders are getting creative, they're concocting fun and unique drinks that don't require alcohol to enjoy. It's not just the old Diet Coke, the diversity in the non-alcoholic beverage industry is truly impressive. I have found this out while being pregnant with options ranging from NA beers and champagne to complex and sophisticated mocktails, to nootropics for the brain, adaptogens, you name it. But here's a thought. Even as it becomes more normalized, does holding a non-alcoholic drink in your hand change how people perceive you? It's an interesting dynamic because on one hand, it allows people in recovery or those who choose to be sober to blend in seamlessly in social settings. But on the other hand, once it's known that the drink in your hand is non-alcoholic, does the perception shift? I think it's interesting to observe the evolution of societal perceptions amidst changing norms. It goes without saying, that there's a dichotomy here. Acceptance on one side and remaining prejudice on the other, despite the growing availability of NA options, and even though some of your friends might be over the moon about a well-crafted mocktail, there's still those ingrained biases and stereotypes that will probably always be there. I've seen friends of mine who've chosen to stop drinking experience incredible transformations in their lives, and I applaud them for taking a social risk, for making a positive choice for their health and productivity, and for reaping the benefits of that commitment. Yet it's clear that as a society, we still have work to do in fully embracing and normalizing non-alcoholic options in social settings. I love seeing the proliferation of inclusive options at bars and restaurants, especially as a pregnant lady, you guys. It's important for there to be places where professionals can gather and everyone can feel included regardless of what's in their glass. Diving into the intricate dance of sobriety within the realm of business, a pertinent question comes to mind. If you don't ever let your hair down with your teammates or your colleagues, can they fully trust you? Are you the same charismatic individual under the influence as you are in a sober environment? And what are you hiding? There's a curiosity that lingers as some people yearn to witness your uninhibited self, especially as the boss. They want to seek assurance in your authenticity, and they are craving to uncover the real you amidst all the revelry. Yet it's undeniable that the social sphere of business often revolves around clinking glasses and a shared round of drinks rather than gatherings over steaming cups of coffee, vibrant press screen juices, or rejuvenating fruit smoothies. And as we ponder this, it becomes clear that dissecting the advantages and disadvantages of this paradigm is essential. But before we dive into the pros and cons, I want to acknowledge the importance of maintaining balance between having a good time and upholding a professional image 
in the business setting. When I think about this, a lot of times I think of situations where I have a coworker who maybe got too drunk at a work event and they felt like, oh my goodness, did I embarrass myself, right? They had anxiety the next day. I think that there's some, you know, negativity surrounding that. Like they wake up, they're like, what did I say to my boss? What conversation did I have? Uh Uh-oh, am I still going to have a job on Monday? But then on the other hand, when they show up and everyone's like, whoa, we had the best time with you, man. And now they've made friends at work. It gives this, you know, weird balance of like, okay, I'm being praised for being drunk in a situation and not being reprimanded. So I guess this is a good thing. So I guess I'm going to start drinking more with, you know, my coworkers and my boss. And I guess they didn't say anything wrong or bad. But yet if your boss was sober and they heard all those comments you said, maybe they're not so happy about it, but they're not saying anything because it was off hours. It's this real, you know, balance and for you as the boss, a lot of times they do want to kind of see you let your hair down. They want to connect with you in a way that's not always this super professional uptight version of you. And so when you drink with them, they now feel like, oh, I can say whatever I want to right now. I can give that feedback. I can have that conversation. And if you don't drink, then maybe that's when they have that anxiety. Maybe that's when they feel uncomfortable about what they said or did. So there's pros and cons because I'm not saying don't connect with your people or don't drink, like do what works for you. But building a company culture around drunkenness is not always the best way to go because you can really create systemic negativity by creating a lot of anxiety in your coworkers. So let's talk about the advantages of sobriety in business, because I want to talk about the other side of it. First, definitely improved cognitive functioning, you guys. Sobriety is synonymous with clarity. It literally leads to better mental health, memory, fast decision-making abilities, and overall enhancement in cognitive function. You guys know that you know, you're going to have to make a lot of decisions in business quickly, right? And successful people make decisions quickly. I didn't say rashly, I said quickly. When you are lagging behind, you're not gonna be able to be the best boss that you want to be. Studies have revealed that individuals who are intoxicated before sleep can experience up to a 20% reduction in REM sleep. This statistic is startling and resonates with a lot of people because as a young boss, we can't afford to compromise up to 20% of our daily productivity activity. And let's not forget the inevitable toll on sleep quality, right? When you're navigating the tumultuous waters of entrepreneurship sober, your mental fortitude remains intact. Your creativity flows uninhibited and your daily grind is undisturbed. You know, to me, that sounds like a recipe for success. Hey, it's Isabel. Thanks for listening to the Young Boss Podcast. I recently wrote a book called Young Boss, and it's filled with top tips I've learned over the years on how to survive and thrive in business. Pre-order your copy now by heading to the link in the podcast description. Now back to the show. I know some of you may be thinking, well, I think better when I'm drunk or I think better when I'm high, but do you? Do you really? Maybe you need to test out those theories and see what really works for you. And I'm not sure it's finding its best place in the workplace, because if you're going to show up like that, then guess what? So is everybody else. You set the tone as the boss. Second up is an increased energy and presence. There's an invigorating burst of energy and a heightened sense of presence when alcohol is out of the equation in professional settings. You find yourself thinking on your feet, brimming with creativity, engaging wholeheartedly, and building meaningful connections. These interactions lay the robust foundation for thriving businesses. Relationships fostered in sobriety are genuine, they're potent, and they propel you towards success. 
And while we're acknowledging the pitfalls of alcohol, a societal norm could be the Achilles heel for entrepreneurs. You guys, it's readily available. It masks emotions. It gives a temporary respite from stress. And let me tell you, I know we all sometimes need that. You just get home from work and you're like, I desperately need that glass of wine, right? Or that beer, whatever it is, but it's a slippery slope. Mistakes in the workplace become, you know, more probable. And especially, you know, in the aftermath of a night out. Envision being in a profession that demands precision, such as accounting or investments, and operating at merely 80% of your potential. The repercussions are significant. Your output diminishes, your efficiency wanes. And remember, these effects are cumulative. Long-term indulgence could leave you running on empty. All that to say, sobriety too comes with its own set of challenges in professional landscapes. If you're navigating the business world with a sober mindset, brace yourself. You may have potential judgments or misconceptions. It's bound to happen. It's paramount to highlight that choosing sobriety doesn't automatically imply a battle with addiction. Yet this stereotype persists and could inadvertently impact professional relationships and opportunities. But then again, if a potential business partner's judgment hinges on your drinking habits or lack thereof, it begs the question, is this the kind of partnership you want to invest in? Moreover, there's an underlying expectation, often unspoken yet palpable, to partake in drinking during business social events. This norm can place sober individuals in awkward positions, creating a dichotomy between personal choices and professional expectations. I've been thinking about how most companies have done things in regard to company events and producing culture with after work drinks almost being a staple of every company, not to mention during work drinks. A lot of these tech companies, they've got a fridge full of beers and white claws, right? During the day that they say, go ahead, if it helps you, go ahead, no problem. But what if we shook things up a bit? What if we started hosting events that are not just about clinking glasses, but about truly connecting and creating actual relationships? I'm talking volunteer work events, sports leagues, creative workshops, maybe activities that scream community and shared purpose and sobriety. But hey, I get it. There's this lingering question. Without alcohol, could our events end up feeling a bit uninspiring? (laughs) It's a challenge. I agree. But I do believe it's possible. Like all new things, it might feel a bit weird at first, but imagine playing a pickleball tournament with your coworkers. That sounds like fun to me, right? We all got together and did um, a murder mystery party and it was really fun. We do all sorts of stuff. Go to Bam Kazam down the street, which is like an adult, uh, I don't know how you want to call it, like an adult Pac-Man game, an adult, like the floor is lava game all mixed together. And we were totally sober and had the best time ever. We've done ax throwing, we've done bowling, golfing, you name it. We love to have a lot of fun and it doesn't always have to include a a drink. I do have to ask though, choosing not to offer alcohol at company events, does it make us losers or leaders? Does it make our company culture more dull or more daring? Because making that choice to not engage with alcohol at company parties and events, it's a statement. And you know what? it might just change your company culture for the better. But I'm curious, how does it affect how we're seen by our peers? Are we boring if we decide to keep our events alcohol-free? Or are we creating a more safe and inclusive space? Does it increase employee retention or attract better talent? 
I think there'll be more clarity in those questions over the next few years. And I'm excited to find out, you know, it's something that I'm dealing with, you're dealing with, we're all dealing with in this world. I'm not exempt from this conversation as I'm not exempt from any of the conversations we have on this podcast, but let's talk about how the shift towards sobriety might impact our company dynamics and relationships. Cause I do think it's fascinating. And on one hand, being sober can mean being more present, more engaged, and perhaps forming even more genuine connections with colleagues. But on the flip side, it's undeniable that alcohol has been a social lubricant for business for ages. So are we risking missing out on opportunities on those casual, candid conversations that happen over a drink? Or are we risking missing out on opportunities for real, deeper connection by socializing without a drink? It's a delicate balance, no doubt. This brings me to my next point, which is likely the most important part of this discussion, creating an inclusive environment for all lifestyles. You know, we have team members from all walks of life, and I think it's crucial that we as young bosses foster a workplace where everyone feels welcome and comfortable regardless of their lifestyle choices. Sobriety should never be a hindrance, but rather another aspect of diverse culture. We need to encourage and support each other, whether one chooses to drink or not. After all, great companies culture is about respecting boundaries and embracing diversity. So mix it up. And I don't just mean the drinks. You know, prior to being pregnant, I would drink at most of our company events. I wasn't getting drunk, but I would have a drink or two and, you know, loosen up and make connections with our team members. And to me, that was a really fun way to connect with them. Well, being forced to be sober over the last eight months or so, it's been interesting how alcohol and the role of it in the workplace and my personal life has shifted so much. Now, when I go to work events and somebody is lit and they're telling me all sorts of stuff that they probably shouldn't be, I take it with a grain of salt always, but it does make me think like, hmm, when I'm allowed to drink again, should I actually be? Because now I kind of feel like if they're saying this stuff, am I saying this stuff when I have an extra drink in me? And also how is this coming off to the customers? Are they now having more trust in me or less trust in me? You know, our sales have gone up since I've been pregnant. And I think that's really interesting. Could sobriety have something to do with that? Because now I am my most present self. I am my most cognizant self. I'm there able to connect with each person and absolutely remember the interaction I had with them versus if I was a little lit and maybe not remembering it or maybe slurring a little bit more or laughing or touching someone or being weird. I don't know, you know? So the behavior around alcohol definitely changes and my perspective around it has changed. And I'm not sure where I stand. I mean, I'm going to have a drink. Trust me. We're going to have like a glass of champagne when baby comes out, but do I need to be, you know, drunk at work or taking it too far? Definitely not. You know, is a drink or two every so often at work? Good. Possibly. Am I going to maybe never go back? Maybe. I don't know yet. And this is, you know, a conversation that I've been having with a lot of my other young boss friends to basically say, what do you do? You know, do you find this appropriate? Do you find this okay? And how has it impacted your company culture and your role as the boss? And everybody has a different perspective. So I thought we should definitely chat about it here because it's changed so much in my life over the last couple of months. And I'm wondering how it is for you. So make sure to leave a comment if you haven't already, because I do want to hear about all of your guys' experience with this. And if you're sober, if you're not, how does it impact you? And how does it impact your coworkers, your culture? Because I do, I I find a lot of interest in it. I really do want to hear what you guys think. 
And as we wrap up today's episode, I can't help but reflect on the intricate dance of sobriety and alcohol in the professional world. We've navigated through the stereotypes and biases and the innovation in the non-alcoholic beverage space, as well as the potential advantages and challenges that come with choosing sobriety in the business world. It's obvious that alcohol has played a significant role in our corporate interactions for centuries. Yet this vibrant undercurrent, a shift towards embracing and normalizing NA options, this isn't just about drinks, it's about fostering genuine connections, challenging the norms and creating inclusive environments for everyone to thrive, irrespective of their lifestyle choices. As a young boss, I'm excited to be a part of this change and to redefine what networking and company culture looks like. Whether it's through creative mocktails or engaging in activities that prioritize connection over cocktails, we're on the brink of something new and it's empowering and inclusive. I hope this episode has sparked some thought and perhaps even inspired a shift in your own perspectives and choices. Here's to breaking stigmas, embracing diversity, and building stronger, more genuine connections in the business world. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Young Boss Podcast with me, Isabel Garino. Be sure to like, share, and follow on Instagram and TikTok and let me know, are drinks a huge part of your company culture or not so much? Remember, youth is your power.